everyone to my bleeding ears podcast this is episode number 97 with me as always jesslyn hello and we got a few things we want to talk about today a lot of movies we saw a lot of movies a few movies that we've seen already we're Mm -hmm. gonna go over uh that we haven't done over just on this podcast just yet but before we start that there's a new movie coming out that they just released another trailer or it just dropped is the youngins like to say, and and this movie does look very scary. Uh, It's the second trailer that's been released for this movie, and it's called Cats. (laughs) Because I could shut up about it this morning? No, no, no. No one can shut up about it this morning, because the movie looks pretty fucking creepy, and I agree with them. The movie looks exactly like the musical. You Mm -hmm. wanted a musical, Cats? Here it is. That's what they look like. This is just some CGI. But why are the cats like the size of, uh, like, ferrets? Yeah, they feel like they did try to resize the cats down to cat size, but since... They've never seen a cat before, I think. Proportions are different, yeah. (laughs) They're small. So, yeah, first of all, I'm sure... I've never seen the musical, but I can tell that it's very dumb. It is. And it played on Broadway for very many... Many, many years. It's really popular. It's, <clears throat> it's for the dancing. And if I were super into dancing, I would probably appreciate this musical more. Uh-huh. But now it just looks stupid. And it's, like, it's a silly musical about cats. And are the cats in, in the original play supposed to be like the regular size of cats? Or are they big cats? Are they small cats? Well, or? I mean, the set is, if I remember correctly, I've only seen it once. Uh, the set is such that, like, to scale, it so is it looks scale. like they're smaller. Okay. Yeah. So it, may, it makes sense, then, right? It, well, yeah. yeah. Well, the whole play doesn't make sense anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing. <laughs> and, if, and if they were thinking they were going to have, like, live action, live action, excuse me, CGI, like, cats that actually look like cats, mm-hmm. that's ridiculous. Yes. Because you came to this musical for the dancing. Yes. That's what you're going to see. <laughs> So they have to be humans, CGI to look like cats, much like the musical is humans dressed up like cats. Yes. So if you're upset by this, I don't know what you expected when you wanted <laughs> the movie Cats. Well, regular sized cats to scale, I'm sure, that would be a start. But seeing as the people who, I guess, wrote that they should be very, very small cats, yeah. or like the size of lizards, then yeah, sure. You're going to get what you saw in the fucking preview. I'm just, I'm amazed, though, that people didn't really say anything online the first time this trailer came out. they did. But there wasn't a huge backlash to it. Right. Kind of like akin to the Sonic the Hedgehog. Right. Yes. Or the whole, I mean, they did a whole, uh, I want to say a whole redesign, but they did make quite a few changes. Not just the teeth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they made him look like, hmm, Sonic the Hedgehog. Why would you not make him look like right. that? So I guess what I'm saying is, why wouldn't you do that with the cats? Like what? Like how did you fuck that up? I don't so think, horribly. And I guess I'm saying I don't think they fucked it up. I think it no? was just like the musical to me. Really? I just the, the in the musical the cats were like half the size of what a real cat is, though. Well, fine. There's that. Yeah, it's it, that's what I'm talking about. Is that the scale of these cats? aren't to scale of what cats should be right. in this movie. But it's not like there are any humans 
in the movie. Well, yeah, but they do, they are around human right. things. They are. So human chairs mm-hmm. and stuff, or a stove, or anything. Right. So they're next to all these different objects that humans use on a day-to-day basis, yet they're they not the scale of what cats are. That's what I'm, I'm saying. And I think that's just really stupid. <laughs> it's yeah, a fail. It is, but that's not the backlash that I'm hearing. What I'm hearing is that they don't like the CGI humans look like cats. Oh. And that's, well, that's I mean, that's, that's what stupid, they had to do. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, what do you expect? Like right. to have I don't know, a, a, a Garfield looking cat doing that shit yeah. or what? They have to dance. They yeah. have to be human like. Yes, they do. And and I I am all for that. Yeah, I yeah. I understand that. But just the scale that they're putting them at it that's, just that's, doesn't what that's what's you. that's what's bugging me. Okay. Yes, like how can you fuck up cats? Like not saying like the play, but as in like the animal. Right. Like they're all over the fucking place. Yeah. They were all over YouTube for many years until people started putting other shit up there. So right. I, I don't understand. They they were like the birth of YouTube. Pretty yes. Much, and cat then, videos. And then how can you <laughs> fuck this up? I I don't understand that. They were like, you know, we should make the cats really really small. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. Like. It's stupid. Because well, our cats, like Frank, he can like, like he can uh, reach doorknobs yeah. easily. He can surpass doorknobs. Our counter in, in the kitchen, he can go up and like put his hands up on the yeah. counter. Mm-hmm. Cats can pause. Cats don't, don't have hands. Yeah, and they aren't <laughs> fucking the size of, uh, of ferrets either. That's, that's like, all right. Well, fuck cats anyway. Oh no, <laughs> we're gonna see cats. We're You're gonna, gonna see go cats. cats, but we're gonna watch it. Uh, there, I'm gonna get you to watch it with me. <laughs> I don't think there are enough drugs in this world oh. <laughs> that's gonna get me to watch this It'll movie. Ha- I'm just gonna start it, and you'll roll your eyes and settle. Okay, it. fine. You know, I'll watch <laughs> it with you, but I'm gonna rip this fucking movie the oh, whole time. I didn't say that I think Cats is good. I feel like I just said the opposite. But I have. Uh, to I'm gonna make up my own songs too while I'm doing it. <laughs> and if we went and saw this in the theater, I'd do the same thing, and I would be that asshole. I do want you to write songs about our cats and their mannerisms and quirks. Oh, great. That's all it is. Is like songs about the weird things that cats do, and the like gluttony that some cats have, and some of the cats that are left out on the street their whole lives. That one's pretty sad, actually. I did cry in that musical. <laughs> <laughs> it's sad that there are cats on the street. God. Um, but anyway, yeah, that's that's what they're singing about. It's not as though they're singing about first world problems. No, <laughs> singing about what cat it's like world problems. To be a cat. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, let's get into a movie that's probably better than this one, but not by much. <laughs> we watched all of the Saw movies a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Except for the last one. Not the last, last one, Jigsaw, but... Soft 3D. Right. That's when, you know, uh, it was like the third or fourth coming of 3D. Right. And they're like, hey, let's make this saw in 3D and have some blood and some knives fire at you every once in a while. Right. And I was ready to write this movie off. But I was like, you know, let's just watch it, get through with this whole saw thing that we're doing, just watching all the movies while we play on our phone. But I actually sat and watched this one. I didn't fuck around on my phone too much. <laughs> I kind of did. I know you did. I was actually surprised at how not terrible this movie it is. It wasn't horrible. Yeah. It wasn't good either, but it wasn't horrible. But what really stands out in this movie is the gore, which yes. is done really well. It's super gross. The other ones were, were good, mm-hmm. but this one, they, they went all out. Because they had to. Yeah. Because they saw fucking seven, so yeah, they had to go all mm-hmm. out. And yeah, there's some really good bloody scenes in this so I'm going to have to go back into my Letterboxd app and give this a better grade. Because yeah. it was... It, the, the story is so far-fetched anyway now, and there, there's so many different things that, that any Jigsaw, whomever, our protagonist, antagonist, like it's, it, it doesn't... There would have to be so many different things just to fall correct for all this shit to happen. Mm-hmm. So it was very unbelievable. But then you guys say, oh, it's a Saw movie, you know. We got Carrie Elways to be back in it. Yeah, because he needed to eat. And but I don't think it was a waste of his time either. Hmm. I mean, say waste of his time. I'm sure like he worked two days. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. just mean his part wasn't pointless. Hmm. I guess it's not 
pointless, but... It's like a full circle from the first one. Yeah, a full circle that someone just came up with by the seventh fucking movie. <laughs> I don't think this was planned out from Saw 2, when you're like, oh, we'll bring back fucking Carrie Elways. I'm sure he loved doing this movie. <laughs> anyway, yeah, but uh, the... The effects in this movie are really good. And the traps, too, and just the blood effects. Fucking awesome. I liked it a lot. Um, Blood effect-wise. Right. Movie, it's fine. Uh, So, yeah, uh, if you're going to check out one of those, check that one out. Yeah, it's available on Amazon Prime. Do it. Uh, No, I think it's Tubi. It's on Tubi. Or is it on Prime also? It's on Prime. Did we watch it on Tubi? I think we watched it on Tubi. I just checked today. It's on Prime. Oh, it's on Prime also. But check out Tubi also, because Tubi's awesome. Yeah, it is. It's just commercials. Watch commercials. Aww. <laughs> I don't have to watch commercials anymore. Yeah, we don't even watch TV really anymore. We watch no. TV shows. We don't sit down and like, hey, what's on the TV? You know, let's, right. let's flip around. No, we don't do that. We don't wait for 8 o'clock to watch a show. Right. We'll wait till the next day. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I don't care. Because it, you know, really is commercials. And it, it's commercials and being able to pause. Yes. I like to pause so Me I can too. either have a smoke break, take a leak, get something to eat, you know, that that's that's what I do now. And then I talk to people all the time, and they're like, I don't know if I can give up cable. It's like, dude, it's easy. You can. It's yeah. fucking mm-hmm. easy. Unless you like to flip around and, and just channel surf. But now, even with, like, Netflix and all these other apps, you're able to do that anyway with yeah. all the movies. And you can just spend hours just flipping through movies and be like, oh, I'll watch that one sometime, which you probably never will watch that movie anyway. Mm-hmm. But you'll flip through there for hours, and it's pretty much the same thing, except shit isn't moving as much. Right. So, get rid of cable. Cut the fucking cord already, man. <laughs> the Comcast and all them, they, <clears throat> they suck. I can just yeah. move on. Get some other apps. Get Disney Plus. Give them the your money to that evil empire. <laughs> Which I am not, even though I do have Disney Plus now, I'm not giving them any money. Right. <laughs> anyway, mm-hmm. on to our next, uh, it's a stand-up special that we watched. It's the Gary Goldman, The Great Depression. Yes. And that is also an Amazon Prime. I kind of see this movie, uh, or this comedy special, a little bit like the Tignataro Cancer um, comedy special that she yes. did where it's really personal where uh, the comedian Gary Goldman goes out and talks about his illness which is depression which a lot yeah. of people have the big difference is that Tignataro did her did that bit stand up about a, like a week after she found out she had cancer right and yeah. was still processing that and her mother had just died like yeah. not very long before that so it had just happened. Yes. And the difference with Gary Goldman is it's similar in that he had just come out of this horrible depression. Like right. he was in a psych ward for a while. Yeah. It was so bad. So there's a slight difference there. But yeah, it's definitely talking about something tragic that you didn't think or don't think you're going to live through mm-hmm. and making it funny. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, it was funny. I, I do like Gary Goldman. I'm not a huge fan, but his shit's pretty funny. I've listened to a few of yeah. his things. Like his uh, his bit about the, the states I thought was pretty funny. That is funny. Um, I listened to a few more things today. I can't remember exactly what they were. I mean, Jewish men playing basketball. <laughs> he, he is a Jewish man, but he's also 6'6 and weighs 250 pounds. <laughs> so he played basketball and football and all of that. And from what it seems like, his comedy is really clean. There's not a lot it of swearing. Is. Yeah, the next one I remember is he's talking about he saw some guy on the train with a disc man and he started coming for disc men, and that was really funny. <laughs> yeah, it's clean. It's like a Jim Gaffigan, except Jim Gaffigan never gets so dark. This this yes. gets pretty dark. Yeah, you know, Gaffigan's earlier stuff has swearing in it. Yeah. I've heard so. I was like kind of surprised by it when I listened one time. I was like, "Oh fuck!" It yeah. would be, yeah, because he he usually keeps it squeaky clean, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I would say check this one out. It's if you like, it, it, who knows who likes what kind of comedy. But so it, it's yeah. it's hard for me to say to recommend something. But with this one though, with maybe learning a little bit about depression or someone who has depression as opposed to someone who doesn't or a doctor yeah. or something telling you about it. I think 
Oh, you can probably learn a little bit more or maybe find something out about yourself. Yeah, I think a lot of people with depression or other mental illnesses really related to this. And it's not just his comedy. It's also him talking to his therapist with his wife about what happened to him. It's interspliced with all of those scenes, which I think mm-hmm. are, are really interesting. And yeah, I think it could be helpful for someone with depression or any mental illness to know that there's nothing to be ashamed of and you're mm-hmm. not alone and you can also laugh for an hour. Right, right. Times are different now than they yeah. were 30, 40 years ago. Yeah, this he is... said the medicine in the 70s for depression was get over it. <laughs> what have you got to be sad about? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, check this one out. Uh, another movie that we watched, we first saw when it came out 12 years ago. And it was another one of those movies like, eh, we'll fuck around on our phone a little bit and we'll watch. But then I ended up pretty much watching the whole thing without my phone. Which you, I was so into it. Is uh, The King of Kong, A Fistful of Quarters. It's the documentary about a few guys who want to set the record on Donkey Kong. Uh, And it's funny that we watch this movie now because I want to say about a year ago, Mm -hmm. a bunch of these guys who are in this movie... We're found. We're found that they cheated. Yeah. And all of their scores, including one of the main guys here, Billy Mitchell, who's like one of the biggest names in video gaming, retro video gaming for the most part. He holds the top. He held the top scores for a, a, quite a few video games, if I'm correct. Mm-hmm. One of them was especially Donkey Kong. And in this movie, which happens, which ha- occurred 13 years ago. When they filmed it, was uh, it's a like a competition between these two guys, Steve Wiebe and uh, Billy Mitchell, to get the top Donkey Kong score, uh, and it's presented to you um, in that Billy Mitchell's the villain and Steve Wiebe is like the down and out hero. Of the yeah, movie. the underdog. Yeah, exactly. But you know, I, I and and during these last this last decade after this movie came out. I kind of was like, uh, you know, they're a little bit biased towards Billy Mitchell. And I know he's an asshole. And that's yeah. why. He's yes. such a dick. Yes. Or that's at least the way he's portrayed that's in the movie. Yeah. But I've seen him in other things, too, and he's still a fucking jackass. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't feel bad for this fuck at all, for getting all of his high scores erased. Yeah. And now he's banned. He They won't take any more of his high scores. Good. Um, along with some of the other guys who are in this movie, too. I know this guy, uh, Todd Rogers. Um, he was, he had the top score for this video game called Dragster. And with a lot of these old video games, these fucking, I don't want to say nerds, but these dudes who know all about computers and shit can go back into these video games and test out what a perfect score really could be or Mm -hmm. if any of the stuff that they put down there is possible. And they checked out his score for that video game Dragster and there was no possible way for him to achieve that score. Okay. And so they went back and looked at a bunch of other people's scores. And the thing is with that guy is that he was one of the people who held, one of the judges for scores and he, Uh for uh, uh, Twin Galaxies is the name of the place that would have all the top scores. So he was one of the judges or one of the guys who managed or looked over all those scores even though he was the one who fucking cheated 40 years ago (laughs) to put the scores there. But, he was banned also, along mm-hmm. with a bunch of other guys. So, good. Fuck them. Yeah, good. Nobody likes a cheater. No. But this is a really awesome movie. I yes. like it a lot. Uh, the King of Kong is, is goes through, like, a, a sad sack of a dude. <laughs> Steve Weeby just, you know, he's trying to play video games and get the top score, and his kid has to take a shit. And it's just really funny. Yeah. There's, there's funny things in this film. He's, yeah, he's, like, down on his luck, like... The, the scroll that goes across the screen when you meet him or things like he got laid off the day <laughs> after they closed on a house. Like, this poor guy. Poor bastard. <laughs> His wife seems very cool. His kids seem great. He's got a good life. But yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, definitely check this one out if you haven't yet. Uh, it's funny. It's informative. And they, they really give you a good villain in this one. Yeah. <laughs> Especially considering. Yeah. <laughs> Now, another movie that we have seen before, I actually have seen it one and a half times before we saw it this last time, and this time seeing it, we saw, I, we saw it in like an HD format. I believe the time before that, I saw it on a bootleg. Yeah, it was so much clearer yes. this time. I remember thinking I didn't, I couldn't see anything last yes, time. Yes, and, and this time I got to see a lot more in the, in the void. 
Um, and, and, and I like this movie, too, because the director did Manborg. Right. And actually, Manborg is in this movie, and he's like the first one kind of killed, I want to say, when they get to the <laughs> hospital. Manborg. But this is uh, like a, a mutation, Cronenbergian, body horror, the thing kind of movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of different elements to it. The blood effects and gore in it are really cool. Yeah. Uh, the story is okay. I, I, I paid a lot more attention than this time, too. And it's the ending's kind of cool. It kind of reminded me... Of the Beyond, in a way, yes. Like a, it's a mixture of like the Beyond, Cronenberg uh, movie, and the Thing. Mm-hmm. If you all kind of mix them together, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I if this one's on Shutter and Tubi. I want to say, check this one out. There's great effects. A little bit slow, slow moving in parts, but um, it's a good movie. How about you? Like. Agreed. I liked it a lot more this time because I could see the effects. Yes. I remember feeling last time like, I don't know why everybody thinks this is so special. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is special. It is. It's it's a cool movie. I'd like to see more movies like this. It's um, these guys, uh, Stephen Stephen Kostansky and Jeremy Gillespie. I like their style a lot. They did also did a uh, an episode for or one of the letters for the ABCs of terror or horror whatever the fuck that ABCs was. ABCs of death. ABCs of death, right? <laughs> they did the one uh, it's like an 80s commercial where these kids <clears throat> like an 80s toy commercial where these kids had this new board game and <clears throat> they get sucked into uh, the reality of it. And it's just fucking crazy, and it's it's probably my best segment from the ABCs of Death Part okay. Two. So I would like to check that one again, actually, <laughs> when we're finished doing this. It's really funny. So yeah, check out the Void. It yes. came out a few years ago. Available on Shutter. Uh, and one, uh, two more things. One more before we get into the last shitty movie that we're gonna review here. Uh, also released on Netflix was the toy show, the the toys you grew up with. The or toys that made us. The toys that made yeah. us, right. I know a lot of people love this show. To, they get to see all the old shits that they used to own and the people behind it and everything. We liked it too. We just haven't watched the second season yet. Uh, yeah, we've watched all of them so far, except for the Power Rangers... And that's it. Otherwise, we watched... There's a whole new season that was just released. I know. We watched two of them from there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did. Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> you wanted to watch My Little Pony really bad? My Little Pony. Yeah. <laughs> right, we did. Uh, fuck that show. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I, I kind of had a good time watching it. But the way they do it, 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 it's like stop and go constantly. The, 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 the commentator or the host of the show is, is kind con- or the way they're even just making the show is that, and then they did great. Oh, maybe not. <laughs> but this came apart. Uh, and they kept, keep going back and forth like that. It's just like, dude, just tell the fucking story. Quit trying to be like, put sound effects in here and be funny when you're not fucking funny at all. Like, I, I. I, I, I like learning about this stuff, you know, I, mm-hmm. I do. The, the Ninja Turtles one was cool. Yeah. But like I said, they just kept, you know, yeah, it took them a little while to get on their feet and, and get off to a good start. You don't need to keep saying that they had roadblocks and roadblocks and roadblocks and, and keep rewinding the, making that rewind fucking noise. <laughs> yeah, we don't need that. Just just tell me the fucking the story, would you? I, you're, you're stupid. I liked it. Yeah, yeah. I I like to learn about the stuff too. Mm-hmm. I just think the presentation sucks. That's all. The it's cool to learn about the the the, the My Little Pony one was pretty fun to learn about. About the who made it. There's three or four different people who said that they they're the ones who created My Little Pony, mm-hmm. and then there's that whole fight and everything. And that's cool to learn about. And then they'll learn about where they went from there with these di- different. My Little Ponies, they've shrunk them down, give them different colors and butt stars and butt tattoos and whatever. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's I, I like to learn about that stuff, but the presentation... Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now let's get something real shitty, okay? Yeah. That I actually like. It's called Alone in the Dark. I've seen it 
I think four times now. I think that was my fourth viewing. I think I've seen it about four or five times also. <laughs> I saw it in the theater on a Did Tuesday you? night, yeah, <laughs> all by myself. And because uh, my friend told me, he's like, oh, this movie's fucking horrible. The editing <laughs> and everything. I'm like, oh, I gotta see this. Then I saw who directed it, Uva Ball, and I was like, oh, I definitely gotta go see of this movie. It's horrible. Then, yeah, I saw it and I was like, wow, it was horrible. But I actually had a kind of a good time watching it. You know, it it's, it's fun. Yeah. yeah. It's stupid. Like, okay, I would put Tara Reid as a, as, as a scientist or. or I've been thinking about that a lot today. Because when I was 25, I was definitely that girl who was like, beautiful girls can't be scientists. That's stupid. That was such an asshole thing to think. Of course, beautiful women can be scientists. It's that Tara Reid is like asleep in this whole movie. Like, you watch it what they're all looking at the same thing, but, like, Christian Slater and Stephen Dorff are reacting to this thing. <laughs> Tara Reid is not doing it. Her face is nothing. It's just nothing. Yeah. It's not the science part. It's just, like, aren't you an actor, Tara? <laughs> what are you doing right now? Did they give you a quaalude before this scene? I don't think she... No one gave her anything. She yeah, used, did yeah. you take a quaalude before this scene? <laughs> Well, if you don't if you don't know about Alone in the Dark, it's based off a video game that barely anyone knows. Actually, I, I think I bought one of those Alone in the Dark games for you, and you didn't like it. I didn't like it. Yeah. Um, I'm picky about games. Though. Yeah, that's true. And yeah, this movie, uh, uh, I bought the DVD when it came out. <laughs> Even too, it wasn't like I got it like it was three for twenty five. Back, you know, when that's how much DVDs would cost. Like Hollywood video. Yeah, that's where it was. I got a Hollywood video. I got that and like two other movies for $25. Fucking steal. Back then, now you can buy DVDs for like $2. Yeah, it's way too much. (laughs) Yeah, like, man, especially for Alone in the Dark, Mm -hmm. yes. But yeah, I. (laughs) This movie's pretty ridiculous, but it's fun. I. It's it's hard to shit on Uwe Boll's movies even anymore because. It's so easy. Yeah. And I, I did an interview with Zach Ward one time, and I asked him about how was it working with Uva Ball on the movie Postal. And he's like, you know what? I learned a lot from that guy, actually. Mostly about what not to do yeah. when you direct a movie. <laughs> so, what I'm not going to do. Yeah. Which, yeah, he did when I saw his movie that he directed and yes it was much better than postal and uva bowls movies yeah. restoration right restoration called, correct yeah. yeah but yeah that was a cool interview too yeah yeah but, it was but uh i feel bad for christian slater and steven dorf i feel like i need to keep mentioning them because man they did their best they really had no idea what a terrible movie they were in I don't feel bad because they got paid a lot <laughs> for this did. fucking You're movie. You're right. It's fine. These movies aren't necessarily low budget. No, they're not. They got a decent budget yeah. because because of all the tax incentives from Germany that Uwe Boll would get to make these movies because mm-hmm. they would pay for them. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. So they got money. They are all fine. Right. That's fine. Yeah, but uh, yeah, the. Uh, who else? I can't say anything else about this movie other than it's I would terrible. Say, watch, watch it. it with some friends. <laughs> There's decent action. There's actually some decent gore in this movie too. Mm-hmm. And this is right, right after CG monsters started to look really bad. So these yeah. ones look really, really bad. Mm-hmm. And yeah, <laughs> never. I haven't seen the sequel yet, which I do want to see, and it's on Tubi also. And I might have to watch it soon. Are uh, you up for watching it tonight, yeah. or you got to oh. go sleep? No. Yeah, I mean, you can put it on. I doubt I'll get to do it. I have to be up at the crack of dawn tomorrow. <laughs> All right, well, let's close up this segment so you can go to sleep. Oh, wait, we have a movie to do still right after this. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening.
Our movie of the week is the 2015 Joe Bagos directed movie, The Mind's Eye. Zach Connors and Rachel Meadows were born with incredible psychokinetic capabilities. When word of their supernatural talents gets out, they find themselves the prisoners of Michael Slovak, a deranged doctor intent on harvesting their powers. After a daring escape, they are free from his sinister institution, but the corrupt doctor will stop at nothing to track them down so that he may continue to siphon their gifts for his own use. Well, I picked this movie... Um, well, I've actually been wanting to see this movie for a while now. Okay. And it wasn't because of the director or anything else. It was because of the score. Uh, I really like Steve Moore. Oh. Um, I'm a fan of, of his zombie, the, the his two-man band that he does. And um, his scores, which he's done for Your Next and The Guest. Mm-hmm. So, and I have both of them. I fucking love them. So I was like, oh, I gotta, I gotta check this movie out at some point in time. And then we watched the movie Bliss, and I liked that movie a lot, so I was like, you know what, I gotta check out his first movie, or mm-hmm. his prior movie to this one. I'm sure he's done shorts and shit before. Mm-hmm. And I like this movie. I had a good time watching it. It's not at a rapid pace or anything, no. but there are uh, some great effects in it. The acting is okay. It's passable. Yeah, I feel like we cracked so many jokes that I started to wonder, like, do we like this movie? <laughs> but I did. I did. Yes. I had a good time, yeah. I would say this movie is kind of like a mixture of, of Scanners. Uh-huh. Definitely Scanners. Definitely Scanners. Uh, the Fury, and uh, oh, there's some other movie I thought of, too. But it's a lot like those. You have uh, these two different characters who... Who are, are like fucking Jean Grey from the X-Men, for the yeah. most part. And they are somewhat kind of recruited to this one guy to where they think he's helping them, but he's actually stealing their powers so he can be have have these powers also of, of uh, psychokinesis. Which makes you... Uh, psychokinesis means that you can move things with your mind. Yeah. Uh, I think telekinesis is different... You can read people's minds. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, I think mm-hmm. so. Or is that telepathy? Well, then uh, what's telekinesis? I don't know. I haven't read enough X-Men comics to understand <laughs> that, I guess. But uh, psychokinesis, yeah. uh, they're able to like you know make people float it in the air and explode their heads like scanners and shit. Yeah. Uh, but I like the colors in this movie, too. It's very, very bluish and very uh, white and kind of... And when the red comes into the movie, you know, you know, more things are going to go wrong, and yeah, just yeah. the different shades going on. And the score in this movie is, it's a synth score, but it doesn't really get in the way, I want to say. It's it's very much in the background and moody. Agreed. And it's not a bunch of beeps and boops and shit to, mm-hmm. to like, hey, we're a synth score from the 80s, you'll <laughs> fucking love it. No, it's not like that at all. Um, it's just very, very moody and in the background, which I love about Steve Moore's uh, his scores that he does for movies. And hopefully he gets a lot more recognition coming up. Because I think he's coming... He's going to be uh, a good a good composer coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Joe Bagos, the director... Uh, like I said before, Bliss was a good movie. I It sucks that we didn't see the movie when it came out. Because he was also there. And, uh, but it was a midnight show and we couldn't... Yeah. I just couldn't make it, no, man. couldn't do it. <laughs> But yeah. so then, yeah, finally that movie came out. We watched it, liked it, and I was like, all right. It's I really good. Yeah. Got to check out The Mind's Eye now. And, and the, the tones, I think, are the same. The the blue and red tones. Right, yeah. Blood and veins. It's kind of the same, yeah. So, yeah, this movie pretty much is Scanners, for the most part. But it's it's enjoyable. Yeah. It is, um, the characters in the movie of uh, Zach and Rachel... You kind of think they're brother and sister throughout the movie, they in look a way. Really similar. They do. Yeah. And <laughs> um, yeah. You 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 kind of follow these characters a little bit, a little more with Zach because you find out Zach is a little bit more powerful than Rachel. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then later on in the movie, you find out that Zach pretty much is the strongest of all of them, even after the doctor who's been stealing all this shit from them. He's injecting 
um, I want to say Rachel's spinal fluid That's into his spine like. yeah. mm-hmm. to be able to get these powers, and he does get these powers, and he starts looking all gnarly and shit, and because uh, it's uh, it's affecting him in um, ways that no one's ever heard of before. Right. And he has like this open wound on like the back of his spine, like Ugh, towards his like neck. A requiem for a dream. Yeah. Opening. Uh, it's nasty. Yeah, and they keep. He has his own nurses in this facility. Like the X-Mansion, I guess, kind of, in a way. (laughs) To where he has this nurse inject him, but she, like, never cleans him off or anything when she does it. Yeah. You're going to get an infection. I mean, maybe that's why he's evil. He got infected. Um, Larry Fassenden is in this movie. Yeah. Uh, He pops up in a lot of movies, in a lot of independent horror movies, or maybe a little higher-tiered independent horror movies. He's an actor and director himself. Uh, you would, he kind of looks like he would be like Bobcat Goldthwait's dad somehow, you know? and, and he is, Cousin, maybe. yeah, he's in your next also, he gets yeah. killed right in the beginning, and he's like missing a front tooth, which <clears throat> he uses that in his movies yeah. too, in this movie he does have his two front teeth, but he gets the shit kicked out of him to where when he opens his mouth later, he's missing a tooth, yeah, to where it really, it really helps out in this movie, but he must be a really cool fucking guy. Because a lot, he's in a lot of movies. Yeah. He's thanked a lot and stuff. Yeah. And he just pops up in, in different like, TV and movies and be it directing or consulting and stuff. So he the must. Video game Until Dawn. Yeah. He, he's yeah, the main character in that. Exactly. Yeah. So he must be like the coolest dude in the world because he works with pretty much all these independent people. And mm-hmm. I think that's really cool. I would like to. Look into him a bit more and, and find a few more interviews with him just to see what he's about a little more. But, uh, yeah, he plays Zach's dad in this movie. He's yeah. a, uh, used to be a cop, so when Zach and Rachel break out of the asylum that they're in, which I think is cool, it, uh, they break out about halfway through the movie. Mm-hmm. And it's not like a uh, uh, where they, they break out at the end and... You know, and they start to use their powers haphazardly and everything. No, they get half halfway through the movie, they're out and sparingly using their powers until they absolutely need to. And I think it kind of builds a bit more to a climax with the battle between Zack and Doctor Slovak. Yes. Um, there's some. I I like some of the fight scenes in here, but they do go on a little too long. There's um. Especially when they do track down uh, Rachel and Zach back to his dad's house because uh, Zach's dad called some cop buddies, but they were also buddies with Dr. Slovak, so like they got the info that he was looking around for him, seeing if anything was going on. So um, when they come back to uh, Slovak, sends a few of his goons to go take care of um, uh, Zach and his dad and bring him back because he's not done getting the spinal juice out of them yet. their psychokinetic juice. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Now, coming from Pepsi, psychokinetic juice. Okay. um, And then there's a fight scene that goes on there, which does last for a long time, especially when Zack and whomever is trying to subdue one of the bad guys. They just never explode him right away right or have the gun pointed towards him until like the end of the battle to which his head explodes uh which was pretty cool yeah (laughs) i think it's interesting to note part of zach's backstory he hasn't seen his dad in 10 years right since his mom died and you find out that he accidentally killed his mom trying to show her his powers right he popped an embolism in her brain and killed her yeah what was he trying to do? Dire hair or something like that? I forget what he was trying to do. I think just move something. Or, yeah, maybe it's unclear. But yeah. So. So and, and then when Michael, uh, Michael, uh, Larry Fassenden, right around. Well, go ahead. Right when he's yeah. you know, uh, well, we find out that he also has this power too. Yeah. So it's too bad. Talk to your parents. Yeah. Exactly. This could have been a Teen Wolf moment. Yeah, that's what we were laughing about. <laughs> he knew it was a mistake (laughs) right so then uh, 
another fight that I, I, I liked, and it should have, the movie kind of should have ended right there, or at least the climax should have ended there, was the eventual fight between Zack and, and Dr. Slovak. Yeah. To where they're having this very, like, Scanners-esque fight against each other, where they're all bleeding from their mouths and eyes and ears and shit, and they're floating above the ground and just fighting each other until both of them kind of just fall flat to the ground. And the doctor gets up first, but he's all gnarled and fucked up and everything. Veiny. Yeah, he's yeah. he's not looking good. He gets up first, and he leaves, and he drives off from the X-Mansion. But right after that, uh, Zack wakes up, too, because he's still alive. And he's not as bad as the doctor. Mm-hmm. But he sees he has the psychokinetic juice that the doctor had um, for his last dosage before he went apeshit. He dosed himself with the, the psycho juice. But he didn't put all of it into his body through the mm-hmm. syringe. There was still some left. So Zach grabs that syringe, injects himself, and then he becomes even more superpowered than what the doctor was because mm-hmm. he took some of the some Rachel's spine juice and crashed the doctor's car and went out there and, and had another little battle with him where he raises him up in the air and just completely explodes the dude. <laughs> yeah, he just all over. blows up. Fucking loved it. It was great. Just think of Scanners when he blows up the head, but this time he just blows up the entire fucking body. <laughs> and yeah, uh, forensics and homicide are going to have a field day on that with that one, <laughs> especially back in the 90s <laughs> where there wasn't any of that shit. Because yes. yeah, this does take place in the early 90s. Mm-hmm, 1991. And uh, the beginning of the movie says that this... There, there were cases of psychokinesis, uh, like a hundred and some different cases or whatever, uh, during that time. So that pretty much just gives us the story going forward. Uh, this movie is going to be about exploding people. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> ripping one guy in half. Ripping a guy. Oh, yeah, that was good, too. That part was great. Yeah. There were, there were some pretty cool kills in this movie. Mm-hmm. I would... I... My... Uh, my grade for this one is going to be a solid B. Um, that's because some of the acting, a uh, little slow moving, and the ending could have been shaped a little bit better. Yeah, it's under 90 minutes, but it doesn't feel like it's under 90 minutes. It does feel a little longer, yeah. doesn't it? It does. Some of it's a little slow. Now, you said the acting was just okay. Mm-hmm. I feel like Graham Skipper, who plays Zach, his acting is pretty good, and even... Uh, Rachel, Lauren Ashley Carter, is pretty good, too. I, th- I think that Dr. Michael Slovak, John Speridakos... Speridakos? He's just, like, chewing the hell oh, yeah. out of the scenery. Which That's he, it. Well, I'm he fine should. with that, yes. Yeah. And he definitely needed to be <laughs> chewing the scenery. Yeah. Especially when he gets injected with that shit towards the end even more, and he's just playing it up. That character definitely, definitely needed to be big. Yeah. I think the characters that I think... Or there's just one character, and I don't mean to fuck with the guy, was one of the henchmen that goes to his dad's house. Those guys are just okay. Yeah, their acting wasn't all that great. But still, I'm giving this movie a B. I do too. I liked it. Mm. Um, I was trying to place the the mink actor from another movie, and yes, he is in Bliss. He's the drug dealer in that movie. Yeah. (laughs) Who is unceremoniously killed in that one. He did not fucking deserve that. He didn't. And he's in this other movie that I thought was a great concept, but it just didn't really flesh out all that well. Uh, It's called Beyond the Gates. Mm -hmm. And I think you might want to watch this movie because Chase Masterson is in it. And you like him. him, And he's the other character. Williamson. Williamson. Masterson. Whatever. I do like him. Yes. Chase Williamson. John dies at the end and the guest. Yes. So, yeah. you You might like this one. Uh... I think maybe, maybe I saw an unfinished copy of this movie. It's okay. a possibility. But I, I, at the time, I don't recommend it. Um, Beyond the Gates is about uh, these two guys who who uh, end up owning their parents' video store. And in like their back room, they have one of those old board games where you put the video cassette in there and it plays with you, you know, like oh, you yeah. have to pause oh, and stop God. it. Yes. You can only play the game like once. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, it's okay. Um, I guess if you want to check it out sometimes, uh, maybe yeah, I might watch will. it again and I, I can give it I like this guy, Grim Skipper. Yeah, he was good in it, you know, he, mm-hmm. he was, <laughs> I liked him a little more in Bliss, but yeah, he was good in it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, 
I don't know where I've seen Lauren Ashley Carter really before. I know, because she looks really familiar to me, too. And I wrote down the ones that were the most familiar, The Woman and Premium Rush, but I haven't seen either one of those movies. I've seen the sequel to one of them, but yeah. Um, the, oh, right, Darling. Yeah. We She's have... in a movie called Darling, and so I was like, oh, is this? No, wrong, no, okay. different movie. Yeah. And Premium Rush, that, uh, was that the Chris Hemsworth movie where race cars with the I Baron Zemo and that so, shit? or is it the Joseph Gordon-Levitt on a bike? Oh, is that the, that one? I think it's that one. It's one of those stupid one of manufactured those. fucking yeah. names that don't make any sense. <laughs> Premium Rush. Sounds like a video game. That's what I think it. I think it's the JGL one. Yeah. <laughs> now, you also made a comment, too, about how all these characters just, like, once they kill someone, they spit on them. Yeah, just, like, all of them. It's not just one guy. <laughs> It's, it's all, I was like, is this just something people do after that? Yeah, and, I, and during that, I was like, yeah, they kind of do that, or at least urinate on them. But I think that's after, obvious. Yes, <laughs> and I'm sure those were like the first two things people think of when like how they would finish a fight off, it, like a perfect situation where they'd either just spit on them or take a leak on them. <laughs> uh, uh-uh, man, not me. Mine comes from a movie that we all know called Street Trash, where the cop beats the fuck out of the one mob dude, and then once he does that, he pukes on him. <laughs> he makes himself puke <laughs> on him. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. No. And you know, I hate puking. I fucking hate puking. But I'm going to do that one day just because of Street Trash and how much I love that movie. Gross. Uh, 11 kills in this movie. They're all pretty cool except yeah. one of them was kind of lame, but oh well. Which one? The, where they dropped that one dude down the... Uh, where Slovak throws that his main dude off the, oh, the stairs. Yeah. And he kind of just... That's yeah. the least fun. Yeah. But there's, there's a lot of fun ones in mm-hmm. this. It's pretty brutal. The fights are pretty good. I would so I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna give this movie a B. Yeah, it's available on Shutter. Check it out. Get uh, Shutter if you n- don't have it. No breasts, no penises. We got a hairy butt though. We did. And you weren't very happy about that. I either. made a joke that they were like, Lauren Ashley Carter, show your butt. She was like, No. And Graham Skipper's like, I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> Mine has <hath> more hair. <laughs> <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> So, yeah, nice nice hairy man butt. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely check this one out. Uh, and that about does it for us this week. We'll be off next week for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So, everyone out there in your uh, horror podcasts or any other podcasts, feel free to do the Thanksgiving movies that you want to do. I think there's like four of them. Um, there's Thanksgiving. Poultry Geist. Poultry Geist. That's the one I'm thinking of. And um, Thanksgiving from fucking uh, uh, Grindhouse movie. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. <laughs> uh, yeah, those those are your choices right there. Have fun with that one. Uh, I'm personally going to watch Home for the Holidays. It's yes. It's a horror movie, but it's a good movie. Yeah, of course. That's another staple for us. But another one that's going to be a staple is going to be... Uh, um, uh, oh shit! Await further instructions. Isn't that a Christmas movie? Coming for Christmas, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm thinking Christmas already. Okay. Our, our holidays coming up. Yeah. I'm already thinking of of that movie, which I really want to see again. But I'm gonna have to wait for Christmas, which I is right around the corner. Yeah. Uh, um, my uh, streaming platforms are already insisting that I watch P2, so they yes, know me. There's that. Yeah. <laughs> relax. I'm gonna. <laughs> So, we will check you out in a few weeks, barreling towards episode 100, and I will see you then. Thanks for listening. Now the masses know that you need to glow, you need to glow, to glow, to grow. If you love to live, you live love life, you gotta move to the upper level. Cause when you got the glow, that is no stopping what you want to do.
know that you need to glow, you need to glow, to glow, to glow. And if you love to live, you live the life the way you love to love, you take your give. Cause when you got the glow, you see it on your face, you feel it in your head. People understand that you got the glow, and they'll beware, cause the power's there when you got the glow. Oh. 